Hello, and welcome to the Clinical Care Options Infectious Disease Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Anderson. This podcast is the third and final installation in the program Optimizing Outcomes in Older Patients with HBV. During this podcast, we'll explore the question of whether or not age should factor into treatment decisions for older patients with chronic hepatitis B. Joining me today is Dr. George Lau, Chair, Professor, and Co-Director of Liver Diseases and Transplant Center at the Fifth Medical Center of Chinese PLA General Hospital in Beijing, China. For more information about Dr. Lau and for a link to the full online educational program, please visit the link in the show notes for this episode. Now, let's get started and hear what Dr. Lau has to say about managing older patients with chronic hepatitis B. Old should be defined really by your own mentality. It's how active you are and how you keep yourself rather than defined by your date of birth. There are people who, who think in a very old way and live in a very old manner. Now, then this is difficult. I think that uh, the brain and so on uh, really define uh, your age. So if we look at the whole issues about natural history, E0 conversions, E negative disease, HPV, DNA, and so on. I think with the effectiveness of the antivirals, we should be talking about HPV DNA negative and then plus the surveillance program. And we'll be able to markedly reduce the development of liver cancer and not to talk about uh, the preventions of advanced hepatocellular uh, carcinoma. That should be almost zero because uh, liver cancer takes a long time to grow. So this is something we really need to do. And, and the choice of the antivirals, uh, it's uh, more uh, uh, economic issues uh, and availability because uh, in the old days, when we start to have moves uh, such as lenovidine, that's the problems about resistance with the YMDD. And then we have to add adeverware, which carries a certain toxicity. But then once we evolve to Antacavir, Kenovir, and TAF, there is no resistance issues. And in the long-term data on the safety side and also on the efficacy side is, is extremely good. There are people discussing about uh, which one is better in terms of uh, occurrence of liver cancers and outcome and so on. But then this does not it's not our major issues. Our major issue is to put patients on therapy and to get the HPV DNA negative because, and uh, a surveillance program, rather than focusing on trying to decipher which compounds is better. Because I think even if there is differences, it's pretty marginal. But the major difference is whether they are put on treatment at all. So I, I think this. Um, this is uh, the whole concept uh, that we should face. Uh, why should we stick with the old thinking when drugs are not available? When we talk about E0 conversions, when we talk about uh, immune tolerance phase. So if you define by age itself, I simply think it is not serving the best interest of the patients. Even immune tolerant patients, they have high viral replications. And um, in the old days, we, are, we were told that uh, they do not need therapy. But then in our practice, uh, we see 
patients, uh, if you define in such a manner, you know, ALT normal and then E antigen positive with little disease activities, is it really adequate? The ALT definition by itself is changing. I mean, being the, in the academic uh, hepatology fields for more than 30 years, where in the old days, you know, the ALT's uh, upper limits goes to 60, 70. Now it comes to 20. So how can you comprehend the changes? But just from our own experience, if we are more aggressive in therapy and having the HPV DNA suppressed completely at all age and plus a good surveillance program, I think this is, uh, then we would uh, be allowed to almost eliminate uh, mortality from hepatocellular carcinoma. It's wrong to think about uh, defining age for a therapy or, de- or using age to and uh, at certain parameters to define uh, the natural history of chronic hepatitis B. I think this is obsolete. Um, 18 years old, the E antigen positive uh, and the ALT of uh, 30, HPV uh, DNA 7 locks, and you think that uh, it didn't require treatments. But when you look at uh, the data, uh, maybe his uh, parameters uh, at the age of 13, the ALT is only 19. So what does that mean? It jumps, it's double. So it's it's all relativity. And, and we already have the information and data suggesting that even in immune tolerant patients, they have uh, immune reactivities. And, uh, and uh, the concept about uh, HPV causations to liver cancer is related to the replications. So theoretically, the longer you allow a higher level of HPV uh, replications you allow, the higher will be the chance of the liver cancer. So, and it's a simple logic. Uh, we need to build up some common sense and logic to understand all the uh, data because usually when you dig up uh, good papers, big data, it's all structured. It does not really come to an answer. And I think this might explain the gap uh, between what we already have to treat the patients, the knowledge and so on, and it is dislinked. Uh, to what is happening in the real world, uh, because the, simply the incidence of hepatocellular carcinoma, the death and mortalities has remained is almost the same. Or you can say that we have other comorbidity factors, uh, such as uh, fatty livers is increasing and so on. But uh, even in those patients, we can reduce the replications effectively. I believe that uh, uh, we can uh, drastically reduce the occurrence of liver cancer and also the liver cancer recurrence. When you come into the real picture of seeing patients who, uh, well, the dreadful events is, they come with terminal liver cancer, advanced liver cancer, right? So this is what could have happened. Then most of them, if not all, they never receive any antivirals, irrespective of age, most of them. It's always the same story. It's just repeating. They never receive any uh, antiviral therapies, they never received any surveillance of simple things, not even an ultrasound done ever, not an alpha fetoprotein done ever. And then come suddenly, and the pictures is just recurrence in the past, in my practice in the past 30 years, and nothing can be done. Despite all the knowledge on one side, all the availabilities of new drugs on the one side, but then on the other hand, uh, this is occurring in the same manner. 
So when you talk about age, uh, there shouldn't be an age concern in plant hepatitis B anymore, simply. Uh, there is nothing for young or old. There's only replications. I don't want to see any viral replications in any of my chronic hepatitis B patients because the safety of the, of the uh, as I said, the, the availability of the antiviral is very effective. I am mean, pretty confident that more than 95% or even more can be reduced to a detectable level. I have a complete resolutions of uh, necroinflammations, uh, normalizations of ALT, and um, it's and then plus the surveillance program, we can drastically, drastically reduce the uh, liver cancer. We talk about S0 conversion as an advancement, but then with time, S0 conversions will happen with age. Yeah, it's just a natural history. And before it's uh, S0 conversions, we need a service energy decline. But it just means the whole issue is uh, immune recovery on the controls of the viral hepatitis. It's nothing to do. It's not just the service antigens. So, so with age, there are uh, immunological, a change in the immunological landscape. Somehow it's S0 convert. And, but before that, it would be almost impossible to, to stop therapy. And that's another story. So having said that, I think that uh, age should not be a concern about treatment and natural history shouldn't be a concern about treatment. All I care uh, for my patients is a high viral load. I need to reduce the replication because the higher the replications, the higher the chance of microinflammations because your immune system tries to curtail the hepatitis B and respond immune response. And also very importantly for hepatitis B, the higher the chance of HPV DNA integration. And uh, integrations uh, is one of the driver for uh, mutational changes for hepatocellular carcinoma. So conceptually, you don't want to have a high replications to drive a higher chance of integrations and that translate, it should translate into a higher chance of hepatocellular carcinoma. So, I don't think age should be a concern. I think that though all with the HPV DNA high replication should be treated. The question is, of course, there are people who didn't like to be uh, on therapy forever, uh, but uh, there's no side effect. There's no toxicity. Uh, and we talk about the cost. In China, is very different from US. Uh, uh, Antigavir uh, costs uh, less than a bottle of water. It's only about uh, $2 a month. It's not like the old days uh, in 03 when I uh, tried to get uh, Tanovia over to the removative resistance patients. The cost of uh, one bottle of Tanovia, it's almost 1,500 US dollars. If you translate into a real life uh, cost uh, in Shanghai, uh, one bottle of Tanovia is equivalent to one square meters of uh, living space, real estate. You see, relative. Now in uh, 2022, I uh, mean, uh, now the real estate comes down quite much, a lot. But then uh, one bottle of uh, Antigavir or Tenovavir costs, well, it's nothing. So we should not uh, go away from the economic impact. What I'm trying to say is uh, it's not expensive at all nowadays. 
and it's safe, uh, but the liver cancer is costly. You try to treat a liver cancer, early liver cancer, it's very costly. Even if it's this curable resection, it's, it's very costly. Thank you very much to Dr. Lau for that excellent discussion. And thank you to our listeners for joining in. As a reminder, to view the full program on optimizing outcomes in older patients with HBV on the Clinical Care Options website, click on the link in the show notes for this episode. And please be sure to check back regularly for more episodes on important infectious disease topics. Thank you.